1: tran aka physio memes coming on the show we are so excited to have him on and we love all of his apparel his merchandise his memes and we just want to give you guys a heads up this is not a g-rated episode so if you are easily offended please go on to the next episode now (laughs)
0: So, welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude Podcast, and today we have Andrew Tran, and I will let him do um, some of his introduction. So, thank you for being on um, our podcast.
2: Uh, Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Gabby, for for having me on. So, a little intro, I guess, with me. I graduated um, at the time of this recording, two and a half years ago from physical therapy school. And I think I can, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm kind of a newish grad, but like, I don't know where you can stop calling yourself a new grad, but like, I'm no not really a veteran. But yeah, so two and a half years out, I have done a variety of things in two and a half years of being a travel PT to working outpatient private practice, working PRN at a sniff, um back to travel PT, and like, I'm currently in a part-time position uh right now uh just moved to Charleston a week ago now I think like eight or nine days ago so I've done a lot with uh, with, with regards to my early PT career and I'm currently uh I started a business about a year ago with with physio memes so so that's the kind in of
1: year already
2: yeah it was a year ago I think on time hop it showed me like a couple days ago, a few days ago, that uh, I just launched my website about a little bit over a year ago.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about your journey into PT school, like what got you first interested.
2: So I feel like I don't really have like a cool story with how I got into PT school, like how I got like went through the routes. And so when I graduated from like high school, I knew, like, I wanted to be somewhat in the medical field, but I was like, I don't want to be a physician, I don't want to be in school that long, I didn't want to be a nurse, and I've always loved, like, the muscle skeletal system, and I was just like, I don't know what to do, and, because I never really injured myself, and a lot of people have that story, like, oh, I injured myself and value, all that, knock on wood, have um, yet to injure myself where I need actual, like, at least hardcore PT, and... My cousin, who was a nurse at that time, was like, why don't you just try physical therapy? I was like, all right, well, i got to pick a major when I'm applying. Mm -hmm. So pick, like, exercise physiology, went through it. And then I shadowed, like, starting, I think right after my freshman year of of college, started shadowing PTs for, like, four years. And, you know, I loved it. And at the point uh, of applying, I think I really wanted – I was really leaning towards pediatrics because I spent – over two years volunteering and shadowing uh, in the pediatric realm, but then quickly when I got to pediatrics and PT school, I was like, nope, this ain't for me.
1: <laughs> and here you are so many years later with physio memes and all of this awesome apparel and stuff. I love it.
2: Well, well thank you. Yeah, that's far away from anything pediatrically did. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's just kind of how my journey was of getting into PT school, nothing too crazy. I've always wanted like, to like, been able, like doing something that's fulfilling to be able to help others. And the big thing was like, I played a lot of like just recreational sports, like nothing like too intense. And you know, when people we were just playing like football or basketball or whatever, people just get injured. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what the heck happened to them. So like, I think with the muscle going around, like I, I like that a lot, so.
0: That's so great. Well, you you've picked a good career path for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah well yeah definitely i mean i I love it now, and like I'm so glad my cousin kind of like opened me up to the physical therapy realm, and for me, we've been doing physio memes, making memes every single day with about the profession and also making apparel for it like it's not like I'm making this stuff for like other professions, like I have a big passion for it, and just like y- using that and spreading like our profession out a brand out in a in a humorous way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. So as most people are listening to this podcast, I would hope they would, would, they would know about Physio Memes. And if anybody who doesn't know about it, if you can tell a little bit more about it and kind of how you started it and where it's come from when you started it to now.
2: Yeah. So about two years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that was because I graduated two and a half years ago. And I think this is when, like, memes were, like, starting to be really popular, and everyone was doing all stuff. And I was, like, me being a nerd like myself, I'm, like, all right, let me go look up some physical therapy memes. And I looked up and saw, like, five or six memes that were, like, made that, like, everyone has seen, I feel like. And I was, like, oh, man, this is it. Like, there, there's nothing out there. That page, I just, I just wanted to follow a page that had it. So then at one point, I was, like, you know what, I'll just create my own and things I think of and if anyone else has like memes and stuff like just resharing them and all that stuff so I just kind of did that and that's kind of how it started I was looking up looking up memes and couldn't find anything so I started creating my own and just kind of having fun with it and fast forward about a year later I was kind of doing the same thing but it was like looking up physical therapy shirts. Like there were like some of them that I've seen that people just like post pictures of, but I was like, there was no links I could find to go buy them or anything like that. And after a while I saw the same, you know, like three or four shirts that um, that was out there. And kind of the same thing, how it's just making memes. I started making like physical therapy shirts and started off doing that. And then one thing led to another and I just kept making it have more and more ideas. Like I have probably like 20, 30 ideas that I haven't even put out yet, but it's all up here. <laughs> Yeah, so so like it was just because there wasn't anything there for it, and I just kind of didn't really think anything of it. Like a year ago today, like I wouldn't think I would have like a like an online business of creating physical therapy apparel and products for PTs.
1: Yeah, and I think it's quite amazing. I I saw I think I saw it like a year ago when you first started, and I was not in PT school yet, and I saw it and I was like, man. I really want to get into PT schools just so I can wear one of these shirts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can still wear it if you're not in PT school. (laughs) 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 Well, well, I'm I'm glad you're in PT school now and, you know, able able to wear the products now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so great because all my classmates know about it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know Andrew. I know Andrew (laughs) Tran who made these. He was like, they're, they all say, like, what? No, the guy who made Physiomeans? I was like, yes, <laughs> of course I do, so it's really Man. great when they see, and even during class, I'll see a post, and I'm like, guys, did you see this? <laughs> so relatable at the moment, it's so great.
2: Well, thank you, well, yeah, I'm I'm glad, like, you know, you're sharing my post, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I feel like I'm just a, a regular dude, so, like, people like, oh my god, you know, Physio memes guy, and I'm just like, I don't know like I'm a regular dude
1: (laughs) yeah it's probably weird from your end because like you said you didn't expect to be here now if you like thought about it during PT school like five years from then you thought you'd be in Peds you thought you'd be doing other things and here you are and that's amazing
2: yeah well well thanks yeah like as you can see like just my two-year career like things have changed so much and you know once you start doing something or trying something like something else pops up that you never knew about and start going those directions and finding out like you know what you thought you liked versus you know what you really like and you know things change all the time.
1: Yeah and is there anything that you did differently during PT school or I guess right after uh, compared to your other classmates or colleagues to get you where you are today?
2: It all depends on what journey and what path like you kind of want to go down I think the big thing for me was and, I, and I've talked to some of my classmates if anyone follows me on my personal page on social media like I've gone to like a wedding every month since I've graduated so I <laughs> so like a lot of my PT classmates have um have been married so I, I get to see them every few months or whatnot so 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 it's very nice uh, with that I think one thing that was me differently like I think the big thing when we graduate PT school we or taught to work on our clinical continuing education so much, and 100% agree with that. And you know, I'm you know following up and working on my continuing education clinically. But I think one thing differently for me was just getting more education outside of just the PT realm, and um, of learning probably a couple of different things. Like I think one big thing, like I didn't really value much growing up, even in like college or PT school or anything, was like personal development. Of just like working on ourselves. And I think that's one thing I've worked on. I'm not saying like my classmates like didn't do it, but I think that's one thing that I didn't have in any of my education growing up. I'm also at the public school, so I don't know if that was the case, but for anything. But so that was just one thing, me working on myself personally, uh, of doing more like self-help book, like leadership, um, and then also like learning more of like business and that was probably, you know, about 10 months after I graduated I had taken like a marketing and business course for like physical therapist. And wanting, like when I had done that, it was more so because I originally, I wanted to make myself a better employee at that point of like, well, if I know more marketing, if I know more business, I can, you know, negotiate a little bit more, um, have more flexibility, do other things to help grow certain clinics when I'm there. So that's kind of what I did but then I actually didn't want to open a business even after I took that course and this was probably like like when I started making stuff like for physio memes and, and making the products that was like probably six months or so after I had taken that business course and I was like finally being able to implement this I was like oh hey like I have this knowledge now like I can use it to use it towards physio memes and learn how to do the marketing and kind of growing that out.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, especially having those skills that you don't learn in PT school and you, you know, now we're realizing more that the skills that most physical therapists don't have are so valuable and you can really be an asset for the clinic that you're working for or, you know, helping other clinics. And I think that's one thing. um, Marketing and business is so important in our profession as much as people you know don't think it is but definitely is
2: <laughs> i mean definitely like we we all know it like i know you guys are newer students and everything i can't remember when i started saying this uh, i i can't remember what point during my pt career like of as a student even like we know we have a great you know product what we do is is amazing you know being able to get people out of pain getting them back to function and getting them back to do you know what they're doing before without using pain medication, injection surgeries. Like I love the fact that we can't prescribe medication. People ask us, "Well, you're a doctor, of physical therapy. Can you prescribe it?" I was like, "Well, I, you know, I'm glad that I don't, because I can help people doing it without it." So it's a great service that we provide. And the thing is, like for me, I, you know, we've all said it at least once. Like I wish people knew what the heck physical therapists do. So if you don't know how to market, don't know how to tell people what we do. Like that's that, that's what kind of what marketing is of getting in front of people, let them know what we do, building that relationship, and
1: Yeah, education is key. And I think that's so important. I know um, Brian, well, a student we interviewed last week, he had said something about that too. He was like, you know, education is so key. And that's a repeated theme, I guess, that we're hearing all the time because people really don't know what we do. And because we could do so many things. Like you were a great example of that. You can do anything.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I think that's a good and also bad thing at the same time of our profession because we do do so many things like people just like some of my friends think physical therapists only help people after surgery because like one of my friends had like a back issue and was someone at my gym i was working out and they were like oh well i thought i was like a chiropractor supposed to do that like people know like backs or chiropractors they crack your back to make you feel better um and that's what they've been doing with their marketing and then there's we you know we do stuff in the acute care setting we do stuff with wound care we do stuff with you know pediatrics the neuro setting and and there's so many things so, it's so great that we do like so many things i don't want to say that it hurts us but like we just need to work on getting that information out to the public a little bit better
0: yes i totally 100% agree on that but i know you mentioned earlier that you did travel pt um when you were out of school so if you want to talk a little more about that and how it helped you especially as a new grad being you know right out of school and taking a job with travel pt
2: oh man so When I first graduated, a lot of people told me that you need to get a year of experience or so before you go to travel PT. And at this point, I was caught between doing neuro and outpatient ortho. I I liked both of them a lot. I actually went through like my second year of school and I was like, I freaking hate neuro, blah, blah, had an inpatient rehab rotation and had one of the hardest CIs ever, Love her death now, but um, she still intimidates me. Like, I still I still will say that. And I have message her, like, every once in a while. So shout out to her if she's ever listening, Erica Patterson. But um, but she made me, and she was a very ortho-minded PT, but, like, I did an inpatient rehab and rotation and loved neuro. So then when I had graduated, um, I was caught between both of those, and I was applying, like, half the jobs I applied to was for neuro, half the jobs I was applying for, like, outpatient ortho and I actually did not get a job offer when I graduated I think I applied to like 15 jobs what I, yeah I think I was like the only one in my class
1: <laughs> so how many months did you say until after you graduated did you actually find something
2: so I think it was like a month and a half afterwards I feel like a lot of people by the time I graduated like more than half my class already had a job lined up I think I only had one interview maybe two interviews and no job offers so at this point, I was kind of talking to some one or two travel PT companies at the time, just kind of feeling things out, just trying to learn things more, because like the year before, I had tried to learn as much as, a, as I could with travel PT, and I was like, you know what? I can't find a job right now, but with travel PT, jobs are always available because because there's a need for whatever reason, whether the census um, goes up for, for, for some reason, whether someone goes on maternity leave, whether it's in a rural area or it could just be a, a job that isn't that great. So those are usually the reasons why there's a need for travel PT. And I was just like, you know what, like, I'm just going to do this. And I ended up taking a travel contract. Everyone said, not everyone, a lot of people, a lot of my professors and stuff were saying like, you should not do that as a new grad. And one thing looking back at it now, and I tell a lot of new grads this, or people who are about to like, graduate, or like, people in PT school, one, don't listen to someone who's never like, gone down that path. As much as I love one of my professors, she highly, highly, highly advised against it. And I actually talked to my university a couple weeks ago, and she still is telling them that. Again, loved her to death, awesome person. She was not a travel therapist. She did not do it as a new grad until you do it. I was like, honestly, then you shouldn't listen to her. Like, you should listen to people who have done it and be like, okay, they said you definitely shouldn't do it. But the big thing for me, like, if you are a travel therapist, like, my, my number one thing was, like, when I talked to other people. Like, if you're a new grad doing this by yourself, just make sure you're, you're not the only PT at that clinic because you're going to have questions as a new grad. And the big thing is if you're going to be a new grad travel therapist, you better be able to open your mouth and ask a shit ton of questions because I think – the first week, they were probably tired as crap of me asking so many questions. But like, I, was, I was fine with this. Like, either I don't know how to do it or I'm just going to sit here and you know, just drown. So I think it's definitely doable. Like, Getting experience beforehand is always good. But if you want to do it, go ahead. Just make sure you're not the only PT at the clinic just so you can bounce questions off each other and just be ready to ask questions and get out of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important for people to hear that sometimes you don't get the job offer before you graduate grad school. People think, oh, PT is a stable job. Well, yeah, it it is, but you have options, and it doesn't always just, you know, things aren't handed to you.
2: No, and like, I was very careful with what jobs I applied to as well, because I didn't want to go to a clinic that saw like four or five patients at a time you know with like no tech or only the tech doing exercises and stuff like that so I made sure I didn't apply to those jobs like those jobs were, were available but like I knew what I wanted what I didn't want and I was able to sacrifice you know like you know, turned down my 15 other jobs I, I probably was at that time in their eyes underqualified for but you know it's fine it all worked out
0: yeah clearly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and you have to do what makes you happy because you don't want to force yourself like you said into a job where you you already know kind of just seeing what they do and even if that means not applying to them then you don't want to sacrifice your happiness especially out of school after yeah. you've worked so hard for three years to graduate take the boards pass and then you know you want to go into a job that you enjoy and I think that was the smart move
2: <laughs> yeah yeah Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing is, like, people think they have to settle for, like, you know, those type of jobs that are, you know, a lot of people that aren't happy with and they get burnt out really easily, seeing so many patients at a time. But the thing is, might be controversial to say, like, I don't feel bad, but, like, in a way I do, because, you know, people aren't, everyone has the same, like, background with the education and everything with it. The thing is, those jobs wouldn't exist having four to five people an hour without any help if no one took the damn job because if no one applies for it and no one takes it they're going to be forced to change how to do things so there are clinics that are doing one-on-one they're doing good care and not just turning patients over and no one puts a gun to your head to take these jobs so when you're signing up for it, like well, there's nothing out there I was like well if no one accepts those jobs those jobs wouldn't exist things would be forced to change Sometimes I feel bad. At the end of the day, like I don't, like you, you can change your situation. I think it's just how you look at it. And I think that's what I learned early on was, you know, no job is gonna be perfect with it. But if you're complaining about that, you can always leave. There, yeah. there, There's a increased need for physical therapists in our country everywhere. So
1: and how has that mindset? So you were saying, you know, taking control of what job you take and what you are supporting, like not supporting those positions that are just like milling people out, like five patients per hour or whatever. Yeah. Um, how do you think that mindset has helped you in physio means and like starting it?
2: I guess like with that mindset of like not just settling in general. So whether it's for that job that you know that you hate, like I said, like not everything is gonna be perfect. But now like not so because I value my happiness, you know, first and foremost, and being able to kind of doing things with physio memes, which, you know, I can, cause I'm my own boss. So that makes me happy. Like I would work 14, 16 hours a day on physio memes and would not feel burnt out. But like if I was at that clinic, you know, half a day for four hours, like I would be burnt the crap out. And I think of having that mindset of making me happy first, no matter how hard I'm working, I think that's kind of helped me with physio memes and being able to, if I am being happier with that mindset, like I'm at a better place to like have great ideas or at least try other things. I, at least I think that are great ideas, um, <laughs> you know, um, being, being able to, because everything I've had with physio memes, like there's a lot of stuff that I've had that were shit ideas. So in the last year, but, you know, just kind of valuing that as kind of, I think how physio memes guess to where it's at and I'm always big on you know the big thing I've tried to like push lately is like make life humorous. Um and like I feel like I can't do that if I can't make myself happy and spreading that.
0: Yeah, spreading spreading the happiness for sure. So where do you think the future of physio memes will be, you know, this time next year. So November oh wait, no this is December (laughs) second. Oh wow this (laughs) is November. December second 2019
2: shoot girls high right so by this time next year I'm hopefully going to be full-time because I'm still working part-time as a physical therapist and I want to be full-time a year a year from now to be able to you know work wherever I want because it's all an online business and be able to work wherever whenever I want essentially and with regards to like what I want with physio memes it's a lot of Ideas that are coming in the next few months that i won't all like all put on this episode <laughs> because because there's it, it, a lot of ideas i don't, I need to hone down but um like my big thing is wanting to be like kind of growing the brand out more to spreading the br- brand of physical therapy in, in, in a funny way and my the my big thing is spreading this to a lot of physical therapy students and like the the newer grads and keeping the passion, keeping that spark kind of um, going through within our profession, you know, I really want to be able to spread this in in a funny way because I've had, like, shirts, like, one of my shirts that says, like, sipping on my tensor fascia latte, right, and when I wear that out sometimes, like, I'll get people saying, like, oh, like, what is that, like, what does that mean, you know, sometimes it's, like, one way to kind of, like, open up a conversation to people who aren't you know, in the healthcare realm or physical therapy space, just open a conversation what physical therapy can do. So that's just one way that I want to help just promote the brand of physical therapy.
1: That's actually really fascinating. I didn't think of it like that, like wearing the apparel and people questioning, because they don't get it. How are they supposed to know what that is? Like if they haven't even had an anatomy course before.
2: <laughs> exactly. So like people are like, oh, what kind of latte is that? Or, or you spelled latte <laughs> wrong or, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: So, side note, I am learning about dry needling right now in one of my classes, and we learned how to dry needle the TFL last week, and at the time, I was with um, my classmate who I was dry needling, but something popped into my head. I was like, wait, I know the TFL is associated with something, and it took me a minute, but I was like, I I remembered it. I was like, wait, there's a meme for this. So it was pretty great. <laughs> was
2: <laughs> Don't be laughing when you're dry needling and
0: <laughs> oh, god,
2: <laughs> head, head in the wrong areas. Uh, well, no, that, that's, that's so funny. funny. It that's does funny. help
1: people study, it sticks in your head, you know, that when you have something that you associate it with and you just remember it, you'll always remember it.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a big thing, especially with our memory. It's always tied to emotion, whether mm. it's something like traumatic, happy, funny, like sad, angry, whatever it is. And any emotion ties to it, we just spark our memory up. And you know, I realized when I was in undergrad, I was like a tutor and like a supplemental instruction leader. And the way I helped everyone memorize anything for anatomy and physiology was funny things. And I have a bunch of mnemonics and stuff for that. So kind of continuing from from that uh, when I was a tutor to doing stuff with physio memes now.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear all your mnemonics because it helps me. I come up with the dumbest things to remember, like
2: origin. Is this, a, and is this like a G-rated podcast? No, like, it's not. Like, what no. is this? Like?
1: <laughs> no, we'll rate it we need
2: to do. No, yeah, I had I had a lot. I, I need I need to dig some some of those up, but um what do you guys want to hear one now yes yeah <laughs> <I do> now. <laughs> okay so this is one I, I did not make up he was one of like your textbook nerdy like he was a self-mental instruction leader if you guys don't like an si leader those, you yes. know, it's kind of like a group tutoring thing that we, we did for undergrad i don't know every university has it this dude was textbook like super nerdy like straight a dude like Top of his class in med school, and that like he's a doctor and everything now. So when this dude like told me his mnemonic, I would die laughing, and everyone was kind of shocked, like it came from this from this dude. And it stuck with me, I feel like a lot of people have seen it, but it's uh with the cranial nerves, and I feel like oh yeah, the, 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 the sexual one.
0: I know it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you know I feel, it.
2: yeah, so I feel I feel, like, I feel like by the time you get to PT school, I feel like a lot of people have heard it. <laughs> for, the, for for the viewers who who don't know, <laughs> if
0: you can even get through it, if you can get through it. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. I went through cr- cranial nerves today, so this will be fun.
2: Well, yeah. So the way I memori- memorized it was OOO to touch and feel virgin girls' vaginas and hymens.
0: Oh, that's a little different than what I that heard. That is a little different than what I heard. What did oh, you your
2: yeah. Daddy? So it sounds a little more sexual, probably. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, it's about the same. Okay. Okay. I think the last one, I just, I put my, I put the last one, so <laughs> I glossal. I just said, I was trying to think and I was like, like going through it and I was like, and heaven. I don't know why. Just like yeah, heaven. yeah, that's and what heaven. I had too. Yeah,
1: yeah, so it was O-O-O to touch and feel good vagina. Ah, heaven.
0: Ah, heaven, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like that was like the, the little c- calm down version of that. But but yeah, so, so that, that was like one thing that I always memorized, And I feel like in PT school, there was a one point where we had to like, like a case scenario what this was like our third year and you know we had been a year removed from like learning cranial nerves and really don't have to use that in much of our clinicals they came back from all of our clinicals and everything and at one point he was like we were in this case study he's like all right someone come up there and test all 12 cranial nerves and I went through and did it like super quick and easy everyone's like how the hell did you like know how to do all that like there's a damn mnemonic in there like <laughs> so I just went through and like you know, that's, that's always helped me, so. Yep,
0: it's there all was, about so, the mnemonics. Yeah.
2: So, so, okay, I have, I have another one. I didn't make this one up either. It's from my professor who was like super professional until like this point, and I'm like, okay, she just showed a totally different side of her. <laughs> She's like a little older, a little more reserved. Um, so we've all, we've all heard C3, C4, C5 keeps the diaphragm alive. Have you guys? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Gabby. <laughs> I'm
1: in neuro.
2: You haven't had neuro yet. Oh, okay, uh, you haven't neuro So yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know where we're along with that. So this is cranial nerve, not cranial nerves, uh, brachial plexus, whatever, C3, C4, C5 keeps the diaphragm alive. So that's one way to memorize that. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. So we were doing stuff with neuro, we're learning all the way down the spinal cord. And then she was like, well, that's another one. S2, S3, S4 keeps the penis off the floor.
0: <laughs> yep, it works. Else, you remember it. <laughs> well, I guess I'll remember that for next year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you can remember that one and use that one. I was like, that one stuck with me too. So,
1: no, oh, it's so helpful though. And I have been coming up with just more and more this week because finals are next week. So, <laughs> anything helps.
2: Yeah, I re- I usually relate things back to sex, and usually people will either laugh about it because they love it, or they get really uncomfortable because it's something sexual. And like, and for me at that time, like when I, when I was an SI leader, this is like 18 year old, like innocent kids and stuff, or at least they thought they're innocent. And so like, you can tell, like, when I like make these jokes, like which ones are like very, very, very innocent. And those are ones, like the, like the party of your freshmen and whatever, the ones that, you know, all about it. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, if you guys are uncomfortable with this, it still triggers another emotion and you guys don't remember it anyways.
0: Yeah. Oh so. my
2: gosh. That's
1: great. So, Last question that I have, at least. Uh, What was your first physio meme, and what is your favorite?
2: It was my favorite. Okay. I'll be honest. I don't remember my first one. What? The first first meme I ever made. must have not been that good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think all the way back. I probably need to scroll all the way through my my Instagram. I really (laughs) don't remember my first one. Um, I feel like almost every podcast i do get asked like the favorite meme one and i felt like i've given like three or four different answers <laughs> <laughs> um because I, I have i have a handful of my favorite ones so whichever one like comes to my mind first is usually one uh, um i'll say so uh which one do i want to say this time it's like your fa- it's like your favorite kid that you have a few of them like i don't know i, yeah. I, actually, have, I actually have a fa- few favorite kids uh of my memes um I guess this, what I've always realized is describing memes are harder, like verbally. I guess because I guess that's the whole point of just like, hey, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite memes is I don't know if I said this one on a, on a podcast before, but you guys know like after you guys are done with an exam and you're like, hey, what, what did you get for this question? What did you get for this one? And then like you're just comparing things and seeing like what other people have gotten. And so the meme that I have is this, it's a GIF essentially of, of Aaron Rodgers. So if you guys don't know who Aaron Rodgers is, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, and he's on the sideline looking at his iPad or his tablet of like probably the series before of like probably something bad that's happened. And I don't know if you guys have seen this one. But basically Aaron Rodgers is looking at his iPad and his teammates looking over his shoulder and they're like looking at, it, looking at, it, and he gets pissed and he just throws the iPad down. And so, the meme caption was: "Is when you thought the answer on the exam was the rachidorsal, and your partner and your friend thought the answer was musculocutaneous, but the answer was fall risk." <laughs> <laughs> so like nothing, nothing to do with like the actual answer. It was like, and we and we all have had that moment in PT school where we're like all talk about it. it's like yeah that was like we were all thinking about something so close to each other just like yeah that was totally not the answer <laughs> yes
0: I've oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that has definitely happened so far in PT school
2: yeah.
0: but do you have any questions for us
2: so you guys asked me my one-year goal what is what is your guys' one-year goal um December 2nd of 2019 yep. you first Gabby <laughs>
0: Okay, so this time next year, I will be, well, we'll both be second year PT students, and I will either be on clinical or in classes because we have a split semester, so I hope this time next year uh, I will um, have, I don't know, have more knowledge just about school, like obviously PT stuff and learning about that, but also you know, just growing the podcast and going to more conferences. I know we're all going to a conference next year. So that would be really cool. And just networking more. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where I see myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's awesome. What about you, Sarah?
1: Well, same. But in addition to that, so for this podcast, it would have been over a year that we've had it. And I hope that we have a community of physical therapy students who we do like live meetups with and um, maybe have different things like that. I don't want to give all my ideas away, but <laughs> we would have given away our first gratitude scholarship to one lucky PT student for the summer. And I hope we can continue that. Um, we'll see probably once a year that's my goal once a year
2: yeah. that's freaking amazing that you guys are doing like i don't think any other like podcast or any like you know anyone is really doing that in our profession and you guys are freaking students so it's like that's even more impressive more amazing you guys are just you know kind-hearted people and it's amazing that you guys are doing this
1: yes, oh, we just know yes. how expensive
0: it is to go. oh yeah,
2: yeah. oh yeah, yeah
0: we appreciate it we just wanted to start this because we know you know, being a student, everybody, you know, knows, like, being a student, and it's definitely, definitely a challenge, but if we can help one person and eventually more people in the future, like, that, that just makes um, us feel so, so, feel so, like, great that we started this podcast and see the impact that it makes.
2: Yeah, I'm so happy you guys started this podcast. It's, Gonna be great in the future, and I can't wait to see it grow even more. One, one more question for you guys. Yeah. If you guys could have anybody on the show, think big or or however big you guys want. Like, who who would it be if you guys have one person?
0: Sarah, you want to start? I feel like we've already been
1: so spoiled (laughs) with people on the show and people we're going to have on the show. And you know what? Let's just say Obama. We're gonna have Obama on the show. (laughs) That both Michelle.
0: Michelle, yeah.
2: Oh man. Oh yeah, that that would be freaking amazing. Hey, shoot high. Shoot Shoot high.
0: high. So Andrew, I know you well actually no, Sarah too. So I'm a huge fan of Lewis House. Like I don't I don't think people understand how big of a fan I am of him. (laughs) and if he could be on the podcast like that would be incredible i
2: think oh, we can, oh, oh we, we can make that happen yeah we can make that happen i met him this year
0: i know you did
2: he was fucking awesome We're like like a split second but like he's he's fucking awesome hey we'll, we'll talk to doc jen fit she actually responds to my messages now like i used to like message her all the time mm-hmm. Shout, i'm gonna tag doc jen fit on this uh yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> go go to his event next year i'll be there
0: I know, exactly, yeah, I'm definitely, oh yeah, I definitely need to go, like, it seems such, it seems like a great experience being there.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, it, it is. Everybody uh,
0: who we had, oh, incredible. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, Um, I'm, I'm super pumped for that, it's just a bunch of positive people, like we're just a great environment to be in. I'm from Ohio, he's from Ohio, so he does it back in his hometown, and in Columbus, and I mean, he podcasts too, so definitely definitely, we'll, we'll work on getting Lewis on here. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah,
1: it's doable. We got that one, Gabby.
0: Yes. <laughs> I shouldn't
1: jinx it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it'll be good. No,
1: those are great questions, man.
2: Well, yeah. That was
0: really good. Yeah,
2: I appreciate appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Yeah, for oh. sure. So where can we find you? Well, your personal page and physio memes on Social
2: media? So you can find me on social media. So the first kind of back and tracking this, I didn't get that for original like at physio memes. So it was at physio underscore memes. Someone actually tried to start physio memes before me, but it wasn't consistent. And I'm trying to get that handle, but they no longer are active on it. They posted like 10 things on there, I think. But uh, so it was at physio underscore memes on Instagram. if you guys want to reach out to me there, it's at on um, my personal uh, account, but you can reach out to me with either one on social media. Jerry Durham does this, and this is I just thought of this just now. I'll put my phone number out here. If anyone wants to text me or call me, probably text me first, let me know who it, who, who it is. But if you guys want to reach out to me, like I don't care, because at this point, like if you're gonna blow up my phone, then you're gonna blow up my phone anyways. And like they're all notifications, so like it doesn't really bother me. But if you guys want to reach out to me uh, personally on my phone, it's 513-807-2646. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, more than welcome to. Just shoot me a text. Um, you know, you heard me on the podcast, and you know, I'm, yeah, I'd rather jump on a call anyways, it's a lot easier. So that'd be the easiest way to reach me if you guys want to. We're going to get hella text messages and calls. After this. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Jerry doing this all the time. You see those people reach out to him too. So like, this is the first time I've ever done that. I just thought about just now.
1: Hey, well you have to <laughs> let us know how
2: that goes. <laughs> yes. We'll see when we release it.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for taking your time, you know, to come on here for almost almost an hour now.
2: We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, you guys. And I know you guys have studying to do you guys are students and- Oh no,
0: so- We're Sunday, done for the night, we're yeah, over it. <laughs> Sunday nights when we start our podcast episode in our live um, in a few minutes, then like by this point we are done studying. Like both of us, we just say like, nope, we're done for the yeah. night. We're done with. Our brain capacity, <laughs> like I know today for me, <laughs> like I am just at a whole, a whole nother level right now.
1: Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists.
0: If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.